الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ثلاث منجيات وثلاث مهلكات فاما المنجيات فالعدل في الغضب والرضا وخشيه الله في السر والعلانيه والقصد في الغنى والفقر واما المهلكات فشح مطاع وهوى متبع واعجاب المرء بنفسه او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected mothers and sisters students of deen very concise hadith sharif of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam which was recited allah's nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that there are three things which are munjiyat which will give a person safety which will deliver a person out of calamities and hardships which would be a means of safety from the azab of the hereafter as well so these three things will give a person these benefits there are three things of this nature and then wasalasun muhlikatun there are three things which are destroyers which will destroy a person's dunya also and will destroy a person's akhirat as well so allah's nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is summarizing many things he's putting the ocean in a teacup and he's giving it to us very very clearly simply that if we hold on to these few things we'll find many issues getting resolved without difficulty over the weeks we have been discussing these type of things which will enable us to live life more peacefully and generally if people start adopting these principles it's not that dunya is a place that can become jannat and there won't be any name of any difficulty any hardship nobody will ever get upset nobody will ever get concerned and be anxious about anything this is dunya dunya is a place where all these things happen but in this test of the world in this place where we are passing through this phase of getting tested this test will become very easy and when situations crop up it will be very easy to resolve them So here also Nabi Salaam is giving us certain things which will give us najat which will give us safety which will protect us from various harms in this world and in the hereafter What are these things the first thing Allah's Nabi Salaam says fal adlu fil ghadabi war rida that to be just whether in the state of anger or whether in the state of happiness but to uphold justice this is a very fundamental thing uphold justice 
without becoming influenced by the situation. A person is very angry with somebody. Now in that anger, does the person maintain justice? Or does the person destroy justice? The person is very happy, elated, overjoyed with somebody. So in that overjoyed situation, does one maintain justice or not? For example, somebody has abused us, whatever the case may be. They swore at us or they hurt us in some way. Now what that person has done is wrong. Now one is that the Adal of Islam, the justice of Islam has afforded this right to the oppressed person that to the extent that you have been oppressed, you can take revenge to that extent. If you want to, then you are allowed to. If somebody has broken a tooth, then the oppressor's tooth can be broken. Just that much. Exactly to the extent, not one but more. An eye for an eye, that is permissible. In the permissible limit. Though Allah Ta'ala says, taqwa." If you have the ability to forgive and you do so, then this is the greater thing. This is closer to taqwa. And this will bring greater rewards from Allah Ta'ala. But the, on the, the Adal of Islam has afforded this right to the person that has been wronged. But now when somebody has wronged us, somebody has said something hurtful, somebody has done something which has been a cause of some pain to us, at that time does a person maintain justice? Or do we then say 10 things in return for that one? person said one thing, we said two things. As soon as we said the second thing, we became the zalim. So that other no more remain now. Now anger overcame the person. Oh, if that anger was over some child, for example, or whoever, and that deserved, the, the reason for that anger was due to something the child has done, it deserved some punishment. But now is that punishment equivalent to the crime? is the punishment in proportion to what the wrong was. If that is correct, if that was the case, then fine. If not, then Adal has gone. Then that anger has taken that Adal away. That anger has taken that justice that is necessary. Because in the Quran, Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, Inna Allah ya'muru bil adl. Allah Ta'ala commands you to remain just at all times. And sometimes due to Somebody being very happy now that I am very elated over somebody. My son has done very well or somebody in my family has done very well. So now I might be in a position where others are also on the same level. There might be other children also in the same situation, all in the same class, for example, or all in the same family, whatever the case is. Now I am very happy with one child. So I did something which was beyond justice. The child should have been rewarded, but I did something which was to the detriment of others. Now that too, again, justice has gone. Now this is a very fine line to maintain that justice. And this is that middle path. Neither in anger a person goes over the board, nor in happiness and joy a person crosses the line. That middle path, this is the sirat mustaqim in the Quran Sharif, we make dua every namaz, every rakat, ihdina sirat al-mustaqim. 
Allah guide us on the straight path. The straight path is a straight path where there isn't any kind of injustice, neither in anger nor in happiness. And this middle path, this is what is required everywhere. When it comes in the Quran Sharif also, Allah Ta'ala speaks about spending. And Allah Ta'ala says that La Wala Tajal Yadaka Maglulatan ila Unokik Wala Tabsutha Kullal Bast. Don't hold your hand back completely. And you don't spend one bit in the path of Allah Ta'ala in charity. And neither just spend everything away now you're sitting yourself and crying that I got nothing. But the moderate part. But the moderate part is what it's now you are crying yourself. Don't do that. Be moderate. Be on the middle path. In the Quran Sharif, Allah speaks about Don't shout loudly in your dua. Not completely silent also. The moderate. Or in your namaz. The moderate path. So this is something that's a very big a requirement in a mu'min that he's always on the middle path, he's moderate, he doesn't get swayed. In one poem, the poet says, or one saying, that Ahbib Habibaka Honamma Asa Ayakuna Bagidaka Yomamma. That if you have a friend, then be moderate in your friendship with the person also. When a person sometimes becomes friendly with someone, he goes so overboard, he becomes so uh, close to the person that now his last secret he has divulged. But the situation is that it could happen and it happens from time to time, unfortunately in some situations, that that bosom friend now suddenly something happened, he became an enemy. Now you are consumed by this, that this person knows my last secret. And now this last secret that he knows, now he is not my friend anymore, and he might just go and disclose the secret somewhere. And as a result, now this person's sleep is gone, this person can't eat, now he is worried about how much or silence this person beforehand. So he is trying to, all this is as a result of not being moderate in one's friendship. Be moderate. And when a person is moderate, that friendships are more enduring. They last longer also. Because now a person, sometimes too much of familiarity, there's a common saying, familiarity breeds contempt. Sometimes too much familiarity also itself becomes a problem. So moderation in that friendship also. Not that a person now becomes so... There is that friendship, obviously, a person is a friend with somebody, then there'll be a closer bond, there'll be sharing of things, etc. But not so close now that that itself becomes a problem. And on the other side, وَبْغِذْ بَغِيذَكَ يَوْمَمَّا عَسَىٰ أَيَّكُونَ حَبِيبَكَ يَوْمَمَّا That if you have a problem with somebody, you're not on friendly terms with someone, then be moderate in that. Now some neighbor, or some friend, or somebody in the family, it might be between family members, now something happened, you're upset with the person, now you just start lead driving everything. You are like this and you are like that and things that the person didn't do also start getting mentioned and whatever might have happened 50 years ago, all that is suddenly just all offloaded one time. Now, in that moment, in that heat, everything was said and some very painful and hurtful things were said and some really insulting things were said. 
Now after two, three days, after one week, things started simmering, then things cooled down. Now both parties want to now patch up this. That this is in the same family, now how are we going to carry on like this? We can't carry on living like this. We are brother and sister, we are family, we are mother-in-law and daughter-in-law, we are sister-in-laws, we are whatever, we are sisters. So how are we going to carry on like this? We have to now sort it out. But now each time the person wants to sort it out, those painful words are now stabbing again. But yeah, you told me this also, and you told me that as well. And all those things are being replayed now. Whereas the issue was one small thing that caused a little bit of maybe a misunderstanding, whatever, one small thing. But that small thing now became such an issue because we didn't maintain moderation. And this is the justice. Justice is on moderation. Justice is on the path of the, the middle path. So a person is angry also, the person controls the anger, attends to the issue and leaves it at that. Don't go beyond the bounds. person is very happy now, don't start saying things which then you'll have to then regret later why I said this and made this promise and I made this commitment and I went overboard or I did things which were not the dictates of justice. Maintain the middle path. And this justice is a very delicate thing. Very delicate thing. And often we will get swayed by this justice when it affects people around us. When immediate people immediately around us, when it is their issue, then our justice gets tested really. What is our level of justice then? There is that very famous incident of Alamgir Rahmatullah There was one soldier of his who was a very, very brave person, a commander, person who Alamgir Rahmatullah had a lot of liking for, respect for. But this person was abusing people. It was a lengthy incident. No need to get into the details now. But he was abusing people. And abusing them in a way where was very demeaning, insulting. But because he had so much of power, because he was a commander of the army, etc. Whatever the case is. So people were very afraid of him. Because if he his demand is not met, then he can cause a lot of problem for the person also and he had persecuted many people like this many women etc so one day he made some demand in a similar way some on some woman so the father or some family member came to Alamgir and he presented the case this is what's happening Alamgir was a very intelligent person. So, he responded in a very cold way and he said, well, if that he's a commander, if he's demanding that, then you should tell her, give in. So this person was shocked. But now, what can he do? He's standing in front of the king and he's being told, no, this demand of this commander must be met. So he went away very broken hearted, very dejected. In the meantime, this message got through to this commander. That this is what the response was from Alamgir Rahmatullah. So he got very happy about this, that I now got an open license. And he came to Alamgir Rahmatullah himself with one big present. 
and he presented this present to him. So, Alamgir Ahmadali asked that, what is this present for? So he made the indication that this is what I had made the demand and the person came and you said, well, must give in. So I was, I'm grateful for your support, basically. Alamgir Ahmadali woke up and gave him such a slap or hit him on his head in such a way that he split him, split his head right there. This was actually to make this person come and confess. This was a kind of confession now. Because now there was a complaint how to get this confession to come. So this was a strategy. He didn't obviously mean in any way. He might have made the arrangements to make sure nothing wrong happens. But this was a plan. And the plan worked out the way he hoped it worked out. That this person himself came and he kind of made a confession. That yes, this is what I am guilty of. Now here is a king. Here is his commander. person has got confidence on. The person who is close to him. And there is one lowly subject. And that lowly subject is complaining. And in this way, normally in the courts of kings and courts of people, that lowly subject, who's going to worry about him? This person who's got position, who's got authority, who is a commander, who's got doing a lot of things for the king, for the president, etc. His word is going to be taken and he will be supported generally. But this was the justice, that that lowly subject came with a complaint and if that is correct, then that person will be supported. The zalim and the oppressor will be punished. There's another very famous incident about Nur Jahan. Or it was perhaps somebody else. That she had, by mistake, killed somebody. And how she killed the person also, she was combing her hair and this person happened to by mistake come around in the wrong, take the wrong turn somewhere and he ended up in the palace and he saw her by mistake. But her ghayrat and her self-honor that this person saw me and compromised my parda, this was the, this was the thing that stirred this. Not, not anything else. It wasn't something, though the action taken wasn't correct. But this is what spurred her, that how can this person compromise my parda? Now, this is something as a lesson as well, to reflect on this, that what spurred this kind of reaction? This person compromised my parda. So she took the gun and she shot him. Now, as soon as this happened, the family of the deceased, when they got to know what happened, so they came and they placed the complaint. So the king gave the instruction that she must first be arrested. After being arrested, then the case will be investigated. His own wife, the queen. Now this is what we're talking about, that when it is people that are immediately linked to us, that is where our justice gets tested. So in any case, she was arrested now the sons came up, our mother is arrested. He said, well, this is the law of Allah Ta'ala that if she's committed murder, then the family of the deceased, they've got the right of retribution. They can take a life. Now there was consternation. There was great alarm that the life of the queen is going to be taken for having killed one subject. 
So any case, after much deliberation, the sons ask that, can't we pay the family something? And says, you can if they accept it, if they are happy and willing for it. Otherwise, they got the right to take her life. So now they went to the family and spoke to them. And after speaking to them, they were more than happy. They said, very well, doesn't matter. We will not take the life. Now when this came up, then the blood money was accepted. And now the queen was released. But even the queen wasn't excluded from the law. This is justice. Many other incidents of this nature there are that justice to be upheld at all times. We are weak, we slip up, we need to nevertheless keep reminding ourselves that this is a requirement, justice, in whichever situation, that justice mustn't be something that we slip up with. And we maintain moderation. Sometimes something happened, somebody said something, or somebody did something to a child. Whose child it is? It's our uh, nephew, for example, our niece, our sister's child. Or maybe it might be the neighbor's child for that matter. So now we saw it happening and we reacted also. We stopped the person doing it that no, you mustn't do this, not right. Now the same thing was done to our child. And now suddenly there's a totally different reaction. We went on the rampage now. Why? What's the difference? That was a neighbor's child, this is our child. Or that was our nephew, this is our son. That was our niece, this is our daughter. That's a neighbor's daughter, this is our daughter. Why the reaction is different? That too is somebody's child, and this too is our child. So the reaction, obviously, we would get spurred on when it is our own, but the reaction mustn't be beyond the bounds. That when it was a neighbor's child, we acted within the law of justice. That no, you, you hit this child one time, so this child now can also take revenge, but don't do it in future. And when somebody hit our child, we went on the rampage. We started taking ten times the amount of revenge. Why? Where did the justice go? Or now we started saying things out of turn. Where did the justice go? So this justice, very important thing. Maintain the justice. Inna Allah ya'muru bil adl. Allah ta'ala commands this justice. And Nabi Islam is saying that this is among the munjiyat. This is among the things that will give a person safety. And will deliver the person out of problems, maintaining justice. In all situations, fil ghadab wa rida. In anger, in happiness. In no situation must there be injustice. So, this is the first thing that Allah's Nabi Islam explains the aspect of justice. The second thing, wa khashatullahi fi sirri wal alaniya. Fearing Allah Ta'ala in private and in public. In all situations, a person should fear Allah Ta'ala. person fears Allah Ta'ala in public only and in private is something else, then this is a kind of nifaq, this is hypocrisy. Ikhlas and true iman demands that a person is with the fear of Allah Ta'ala in public also, in privacy also. Whether I am in front of people, then to I fear Allah Ta'ala. If I am behind closed doors, then to I fear Allah Ta'ala. Now a person who has this quality in him or her, then there won't be this different situation. In front of people, I behave differently, but when I'm alone, now my phone has come out, now I'm on the mix it, 
now I'm doing other kinds of things which are wrong, then this won't be the case. Because Allah Ta'ala is watching all the time. People can't watch all the time. My parents can't watch all the time. My family can't be seeing all the time. Nobody else can be seeing all the time, but Allah Ta'ala is watching all the time. So to keep reminding oneself, Allah is watching, Allah is watching, Allah is watching. The Mashaykh, many a times they used to prescribe this to their people, that keep repeating this, Allahumma'i, 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 Allah is with me, Allah is with me, Allah is watching, Allah is aware, Allah knows. يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْأَعْيُنُ وَمَا تُخْفِ الصُّدُورِ Allah Ta'ala knows the deception of the eye, what the heart conceals, Allah knows. أَلَمْ يَعْلَمْ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ يَرَى أَلَمْ يَعْلَمْ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ يَرَى This ayat is known by everybody. That, do they not know? أَلَمْ يَعْلَمْ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ يَرَى Does he not know that Allah is watching? In other words, we all know it. So then we should conduct ourselves accordingly. Allah is watching. So in any situation, Allah is watching. Allah is hearing. Allah knows what's in my heart. Allah Ta'ala is fully aware. So I should conduct myself in a way that I'm obedient to Allah all the time. That haya should be with me all the time. When I'm alone also, I should be making haya from Allah Ta'ala. In Hazrat Umar ta'ala anhu, he was asked about, some, somebody asked him, give me some wasiyat, give me some advice. So Umar anhu replied to the person and said, that my advice to you is, usika an tastahi min Allah, كَمَا تَسْتَحِي مِنْ رَجُلٍ صَالِحٍ مِنْ قَوْمِكِ That my advice to you is to have haya with Allah Ta'ala in that manner. As you have haya from a very pious person of your community. Like there's a very big buzruk in our community. Now, how does a person conduct himself in the presence of that buzruk? He doesn't even want to do one thing out of turn, let alone something haram, something that is not advisable, that too he doesn't want to do, something which is not appropriate, that too he wants to be far away from. Because the big buzruk now in his presence, you've got to be very ba'adab, with a lot of respect, a lot of haya. So just as you maintain haya and respect from a very pious person of your community, be respectful and have haya for Allah Ta'ala in that manner. It should be much more than that, but that's the bare minimum. Allah Ta'ala is the creator, the sustainer. Allah Ta'ala knows everything, what's going through our hearts and minds. That pious person doesn't know what's going through our heart and mind. He can only see us outwardly what we are doing. But Allah Ta'ala can see our heart and mind also. So fear Allah Ta'ala in public and in private, in all situations. Don't ever let the fear of Allah Ta'ala be forgotten. In every situation, fear Allah Ta'ala. Now a person wants to say something, he'll first think, is this according to what Allah Ta'ala wants? Or am I going to be overstepping the bound? If the sphere of Allah Ta'ala is there, that justice will be maintained, which was discussed first. So the sphere of Allah Ta'ala, I want to say something first. Now the fear of Allah Ta'ala will direct the person. Don't say this, this is wrong, this is ghibat. So don't make this ghibat. It's terrible, it will rob you of all your rewards. I want to say something, no, this will be hurtful to the next person, don't say it like this. Many a times people say, straight talk breaks no friendship. Straight talk breaks no friendship, this is what the statement, common statement is. No, you must say it as it is, don't worry. And you must take it as it comes. But is this the teaching of deen or whose teaching is this? 
We must say what is the truth, but we've got to say the truth in a correct manner. We've got to say the truth in a way of teaching, of correcting, of rectifying. Now, for example, somebody has done something which was not correct. Somebody has done something which was not correct. The person said something out of turn. The person did something which was wrong and it probably caused us some taklif. So now we say that now that, that person did something which was wrong, so that's zulm. So we say straight talks break no friendship. You see you, you're a zalim. And what I'm saying is a straight talk. I'm not saying anything out of what is the correct thing. The reality is what you've done is zulm. You're a zalim. So I can call you zalim from today. Now that's straight talk. So the straight talk breaks no friendship. Does that make sense? That the straight talk will maintain the friendship. Now you told the person, you see what you did now? You're a zalim now. So there might be those odd occasions where somebody might say it in that way because the person who is being told this is in their tarbiyat or whatever the case is. So for the lesson of that person, they may say it. But under normal circumstances, is this the correct thing to say? We say that not this is straight talk, it breaks no friendship. Will the friendship remain? Or rather that we say something which will now rectify the person. That what was done wasn't right. The right thing to have been done is something else. And this is something hurtful. It causes pain. So avoid this. Don't say this kind of thing in a nice way, with compassion, with kindness. We educated the person. We reminded the person. If the person knew about it but forgot now, and acted in the wrong way, we reminded the person, will that maintain the friendship or the straight talk maintain the friendship? So, straight talk breaks no friendship. This is not something that is a teaching of deen. And you must say it as it comes. Say it as it is. So, do we always say it as it is? Nabi Wasallam often would stand up and say, Ma balu aqwamin. What is the matter with some people? That some people do certain things. Whereas, it pertained to one person sometimes. One or two people sometimes. But Nabi Sassam generalized it. Generalized it. What is the problem with some people? Now the person who was responsible for it got the message and nobody else even knew who it related to, who was the person responsible for something. And the matter got rectified. The lesson was taught. Now this is where somebody has the right focus that my duty is to try and help out, to try and rectify, to correct where I can. Not to just say it as it is. State talk, that you see so-and-so, so-and-so did this. Or we're telling the person in public now, humiliating the person, running down the person. What you did was wrong. And this is a big sin. Yes, indeed, we have to rectify the person. But we have to go about it in a way that achieves the purpose of rectifying it. So, these lessons come out from this very same thing that when a person has the fear of Allah Ta'ala, now he'll be concerned. What am I saying? Is it going to be the correct thing to say now? Or should I say it in a different way? Or when should I say it? Or should I say it myself or use somebody else? Would it be more appropriate to say this? So all this will be spurred on by what? By the fear of Allah Ta'ala. I'm planning to do something. Is this the correct thing to do? Or is it wrong? Is it something that Allah's Nabi Salaam has taught, or is Allah Ta'ala going to be happy with this? All this will be spurred on by the fear of Allah Ta'ala. So the fear of Allah Ta'ala is what needs to be inculcated. So this was the second thing, وَخَشَّتُ اللَّهِ فِي السِّرِّ وَالْعَلَانِيَةِ 
And the third, وَالْقَسْتُ فِي الْغِنَى وَالْفَقْرِ That whether in ease or in adversity, in wealth or in poverty, to be moderate. Again, the same lesson of moderation. To take the middle path. Not to spend in such a way that now everything is gone. Now the person is now scratching his head, what I did. And now he's begging around from others. Nor that a person, when he has something, he is now holding everything back. So whether the person is in poverty, whether the person is in wealth, to adopt the moderate path, the middle path. The middle path will always give a person safety from things. So these were the three things that were discussed. Nabi Salaam says these are the three things that are munjiyat, that will give a person safety, that will save a person from all the problems, the azab also from the akhirat. And the three things were, one is justice. Justice in all situations. Fil adli wal ghadab. Fil rida wal ghadab. Whether a person is angry, whether the person is happy, the person is overjoyed. In every situation, adal. In anger, we don't start saying things that tomorrow we're going to regret now. And the second thing was fearing Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Whether in privacy, whether in public. All situations fear Allah ta'ala. And the third thing was that a person is moderate in spending. Yes, there are great rewards in spending. A person should spend. And some portion of our wealth that Allah ta'ala has given us should be shared with the less fortunate, the needy. We should be able to part with some things for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. But moderation is what's required. We should not be miserly, stingy, not only waiting for things now, that when things are of no use to us, now we're giving it to somebody else. We wait for that clothes to be now so worn out, that the next person won't even be able to make any use of it. Now we're giving it to that person. Or that food now that is already now almost gone off, now we want to give it to others to eat. These kind of things are not in the spirit of this uh, being charitable and being generous. This requires that we have an open heart, but with moderation. And at the same time, we... In times of poverty also, now the person doesn't say, well, I will give nothing to nobody. Little bit. We can spend 1% even from that what we have, no matter how little it may be. And this will bring the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. So in all situations, moderation. This is something that will keep a person safe from many kinds of problems and difficulties. So these were the three things that are the munjiyat. Then Nabi Islam mentioned three things that are muhlikat, that will destroy a person. Shuhun muta'un, wahawan muttaba'un, the first is that shuh, shuh is that greed which is obeyed. And the second is the hawan muttaba'un, the desires which are followed. And the third is that a person becoming conceited, a person thinking great of himself, and a person thinking what I have said or my opinion that is the right thing. This is it. The rest of it is not right. Always thinking good of oneself. These are three things that will destroy a person. Inshallah, this is something which we will have to continue next week with. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka shukru kulluhu. Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. 
جز اللہ عنا نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما هو اہل ربنا غلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرین اللهم انا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين